Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip. And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions. That's all. And we have food. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. Well, we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch Welcome to another episode of Live Lunch we are in you say series and I say season you say series 12 I say season 12 yeah, although I looked, uh, I realised something the other day. I think that is to do with like an Americanism. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. But they, but they would call the whole thing the series still. So they, d- there's actually some wisdom in the American way of doing it because they would say that TV series, and then yeah. within that you have seasons. Uh, well. Whereas the English tend to call the whole thing a series, but also say series one, series two, series yeah, yeah. three, Good. which is slightly confusing. Oh man, I started thinking it was series and seasons. I started watching The Mandalorian again last night with my son. He was really excited about Star Wars. Did you watch that, Christine? Uh, no. Oh. The Mandalorian? That's a no. shock. No, no, I've not watched it. Highly recommend it. No, no. I also had date night last night and then we recommended, um, oh, is it Crystal Onion? Glass Onion? Glass, Glass onion. 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 I've seen it. I loved it. You loved it. Mm. <laughs> I'll be judged. It's okay, it's very kitsch. Yeah. They're very, very kitsch, those. They're not really. I've never Good seen detective it. detective films. No. They're not no. meant to be. Not meant <laughs> It was funny on the back of finishing reading a strike book to watch that. Thinking strike wouldn't have done that. No, absolutely not. Sorry, digress. Uh, don't apologise to me, apologise to the... Sorry. <laughs> Although maybe they're interested in that. Uh, sure Glass Onion on Netflix with Daniel Craig. Mandalorian uh, on Disney Plus. So, yeah. you know. Anything, anything you've watched? Strike yeah. is on BBC as well, the TV series. Mm-hmm. And there's a new series of Endeavour starting next um, next month, if anyone's interested in there's that. There's a lot of new series, I think. Oh, no, it's the last uh, series of Endeavour. Any Endeavour fans out there? Probably not. Don't even know what it is, Mary. But let's... Should we, should we, oh should gosh, we move on? What are we talking about, about, into, like, what new series talking about in today's out. episode? Uh, this Sunday, we have the wonderful Matt Carvel, my esteemed co-host. Who's got a cold, I do apologise. That yeah, must be cool. uncomfortable to listen to. More uncomfortable than usual, probably. Husky Matt. It's not uh, even husky, it's just like... Terrible. Matt has, Matt has chosen to grace your screens or your ears with his presence in spite of him rather being in bed. So thank you very much, Matt. You can judge if that was a good decision doing or not. That. Uh, Matt spoke to us in our, we are in our Hope is Year series and we looked at the beautiful story of uh, Jesus and the children. And do you want to do a quick summary of that? Matt? Yeah, I can do, yeah. Um, we're in Matthew 19 verses 13 to 15 and it's a story that I guess is quite familiar um, if you have been following the series you might be slightly confused as to why we're sort of picking bits out and not doing every single part of Matthew's gospel like we have done with other the previous part of Matthew's gospel and the idea behind it was to just to focus on uh, the places that Jesus has a particular interaction with people. So there's lots of, in Matthew, and we'll get to more uh, as we go through, that actually it's long sections of Jesus speaking and giving teaching. And we've chosen, just by the way, we wanted to get to Easter at the right time, chosen to focus on passages that he's um, um, interacting with people. So in this instance, he's interacting with people, well, 
children are being brought to him it's suggestive that it's young children babies perhaps and uh, the di- disciples say no don't do that he's not got time for you or it seems that's that's the way I rebuke the people but Jesus then says let the little children come to me and do not hinder them and he says for such belongs the kingdom of heaven so this is a verse that probably is familiar to people even though they're not used to coming to church because they might have been to a baptism or a baby dedication or that sort of thing and this is a, a verse that's often um, quoted from on that because it does show something of Jesus' attitude towards children uh, in a society that children would have very very shockingly probably to our modern standards little value to society Jesus is making a point to lay his hands on them bless them mm. take them in his arms it seems um, which is which is a, sh- shows you know a wonderful gentle side to Jesus but he's also making an important point about the kingdom and it relates I believe to the previous chapter uh, that we did skip over but I brought it into the message about um, where Jesus is use, uses children as an example and as a picture of what faith looks like that sense of dependence is that humility mm. is necessary and uh, Jesus has taught about that in a number of different ways a number of different passages in the gospels mm. you cannot come to God confident in yourself you know the rich man can you know it's easier for a camel to go through the iron needle etc mm. you have to come humble you have to come dependent you have to come childlike I think it even ties in with what Jesus said in terms of being born again you know when he says that to Nicodemus John, John 3 and he's like what enter my mother's womb again it's like that picture of like I have to come go right back to the star in order to enter the kingdom that's probably far too long of a summary already so I'll leave it there and before we forget our wonderful producer Jess Loki has brought us food from Rooster Perry Perry mm-hmm. for chicken and uh, chips thank you Jess tastes delicious well big thumbs up from Christine I think as well yeah yeah, yeah. would you recommend how would you read it out of 10 uh, 8 Eight. Eight. That is. Wow. Well, compared to what we normally have. Great Sorry. Thanks, Christine. Eight. Eight out of ten. Roosters, Perry, Perry. You heard it here first. The okay. Should we get back to the text? I just before we just discuss, you know, what what it means for us. I think that it's really helpful to think about what this tells us about the humanity of Mm. Jesus. You know, there's a lot that's not in the Bible about his life. Mm. He ate with people. He he interacted with people that we don't know about. Um, And here we see him interacting with children. And in the other passage that Matt referred to, where he brings the children, puts them on his lap. And I think um, it's just great just to spend a moment to think about that, isn't it? That he... He was fully human. Yeah. And you know that we do respond to children as humans in different yeah. ways. And yeah. he did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of John's Gospel, he, he writes, doesn't he, that if everything that could that Jesus did could be written down, all, yeah. you know, all the library, yeah. wonderful libraries would be full of books about it. But yeah. it re- reminds you that the Gospel authors chose yeah. which parts of Jesus's, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit, but chose what parts of Jesus' life to sh- and yeah. they always put it in for a reason yes. and this type of thing is exactly that it's like yeah. look at Jesus from this angle that's what we're trying to do yes. with the series um, yeah. what, is it, what do we see of him it kind yeah. of reminds me of like you know the, the family parties that you've got the fun uncles who are just so much fun with the kids and I've got a cousin who doesn't have kids as yet but he's just brilliant with our kids and it's like yeah Jesus was the life of the party he, you know, he was the one who 
the kids enjoyed coming to him and, and playing with him and, and he was there for them which is a really mm. brilliant picture thank you Christine I guess the other thing that uh, this, this does talk about is the whole um, upside down nature of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and we were talking about this earlier when we look at Christian, when Christianity and, and Jesus and uh, when that emerged it, it emerged on the back of Greco-Roman culture where it was you know the, the Greeks were all about men taking on God like status and, and, and aspiring to be godlike and, and given attributes of strength and power great skill and wisdom and so really the strong were favored and you got mm. the, you know roman culture and uh, and you got caesars and their 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 the processions and, and just the mm. the train of slaves behind them yeah uh, and it's just flipped on its head with christianity and yeah you've got a man who had the most shameful of uh of death the, yeah. his end historically or you know pre his his resurrection was was one of the most shameful yeah. ends that anybody it was it was intended for the lowest of the low um and and you really see in in Christ- christianity that uh, it's all about humbling ourselves it's not about raising ourselves up it's about being being childlike and it's about just showing our the the uh, they just are upside down it is and i think it's it's a good constant reminder to ourselves because we can so easily move into aspiration and move into this is what i achieve and this is what i achieve in my life and this is what i want to accomplish and yeah. this is how i want to add strength or resource around me and and yet the kingdom of god is is complete up, upside down yeah and mm. i think i think the as you as you rightly say the early church the first few centuries of the church was marked by that because they were so radically out of step mm. with uh, with their culture and even in the ter- in, in terms of children there's stories of um which demonstrate the attitude to children of children being discarded obviously there wasn't medical abortion that there is now so children unwanted children were just placed on the rubbish heap Mm. literally and then the christians would come along and take them home and Mm. raise them as their own children and that Mm. that (laughs) is informed by by this not just you know there's obviously the special compassion towards children Mm. but compassion towards the vulnerable compassion Mm. towards those who have been discarded by society or overlooked that was particularly true with the Roman culture, Roman culture around yeah. them, not the Jewish culture no. so much, but uh, certainly in the Ro- in the Roman culture that would be true. Yeah. Um, the the the, la- the last verse or the last part of the verse where it talks about um, let the little children come to me, do not hinder them, for for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And, and you talked about uh, Christianity being based on our dependence on Christ and our like our childlike faith uh, in him and who he is and what he's done the often, often the accusation uh, against the church and against Christians is that Christianity is Christianity is like a crutch yeah uh, and it's for <laughs> it's for you to be weak and for you to stay in weakness yeah uh, and for those you know who can't who don't aspire too much or who are unable to provide a good reason or logic or whatever yeah will will turn to Christianity because it's a crutch yeah what yeah. would you say to them I would say absolutely as in absolutely it's a crutch and absolutely the human condition is such that it absolutely needs much more than a crutch <laughs> needs yeah. salvation that, that's the whole message that's the whole message of the gospel you know we we live in a time and culture now where there is what what we see around us going hand in hand is a celebration of self 
and self-love and promotion of the self at the same time as an epidemic of anxiety. And I've talked about this before. I'll keep going talking about it because it is, it's a feature. The more we try and tell ourselves that we have everything together, the more you create a crisis of people realizing I don't have it all together and that, that if you try and build your worldview on your own sense of self and um, uh, your own strength you, you've, you quickly realize how fragile that is and that is what we are realizing and you know so that and and people we idolize our society idolizes people that are successful or people that achieve certain things but in one sense because of the uh you know social media and you can see that doesn't solve anything mm. the people at the top of society are just as fragile just have as many issues sometimes more so because they think that they thought would help them give a sense of purpose and life and meaning they succeeded in, in getting those things and realized it didn't i'm still vulnerable and weak and don't know really where my life is going and clutching for purpose and trying to find meaning in relationships and all those sorts of things so i think if anything the message of christianity is is more you know more potent and more ripe in, in a society like ours because the foolishness of building to self is being revealed for what it is and I think even you know praise God through the last couple of years not that not praise God that things have been tough but we have seen even coming into our church many more people coming in inquiring from backgrounds of not Christianity at all and they're hitting crisis of crisis in their life and realize I need I need something bigger than myself. I need to search for God. I need to search for meaning and purpose because all these things I thought would, um, like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jesus said, I've come for the sick, not yeah. for the well. You think you're well, yeah. but you're not. Is there anything you want to add to that? I, th I, I just think that um, society sometimes can be like people playing a game, but they're playing by completely the wrong rules, mm. but they don't know. But actually there's a completely other set of rules. Uh, which are the ones like this, which are about being dependent, mm. the humblest being the ones that get into the kingdom. But uh, we can think that we're just climbing the ladder mm. all the time, not realizing that there's a snake to come down, can't we? If we just build our lives mm. on on things. Who said everybody has to be powerful? Mm. Who's, who said, who, where do we get these things from? Mm. Yeah. It's, it certainly isn't the Bible, but I think it's gonna be a shock for some that actually this is not the way that the world was intended to work yeah yeah and to personalize it as well like when i'm preaching this <coughs> excuse me pretty much all of well i think all of my preachers i'm very selfishly i'm really preaching to myself <laughs> most of all i'm not like that is that is a, a huge shaping aspect of what i'm doing because i'm thinking i just have to build this out of my experience what's God trying to teach me yeah. and then try and preach it in a way that I'm preaching to myself I'm imagining myself on that front row and mm. this aspect of being dependent is a message that I need to mm. learn because I probably like most people have that temptation to lean on my own understanding lean on my mm. own wisdom lean on my own gifting and um, I think especially you know when when there are when there are things that you it's, it's, a, it's a funny analogy even preaching it because yeah. it's like this is a case in point it's like you know I believe God gave me a gift to preach but it's like that tension of like 
wanting to do that well and use that gift well but not leaning on it and not mm. putting faith in that but putting faith in God and so and I think in any profession you would come across that and that's think that's a challenge for Christians like doing something well but yeah. also trusting and being God I'm also helpless and I need yeah. your help in this mm. I think for me the whole seeing Christianity as a crutch is when you hold a view that um that, that this whole thing that, that Jesus or, or Christian or, you know your walk with God is is a stepping stone or is a ladder or a tool to a, a greater goal which could be a goal which could be your own fulfillment when really the goal is dependency on Christ yes he is the absolute goal like when you when you see Jesus and you know when you're when you start understanding what it means to have eternity that that yeah. beckons and, and that is ahead of you um you kind of want to maneuver your life around to get more time with Jesus, don't you? You want to build more dependency into your life, uh, build more dependency on on Christ in your life, and He absolutely is the goal of what we do. Uh, mm. So yes, yeah, so I, you know, great answers, everybody. I think um, that we've got this notion that dependency is a bad thing because mm. we we can't trust what we depend on or who we who we depend on. Uh-huh. But actually, if you then use that as a pattern for never being dependent you lose out on this kind of dependency, which is a dependency on God, who's the only one who can be the answer to any need, who can provide anything, who can do anything, knows everything. So it's complete folly, actually, yeah. not to um, to want to be dependent on that. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's not seeing the biggest prize is Jesus. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, on a different note, um, when we do talk about dependency on Christ, now sometimes this could be used negatively and say, oh, it's all about then just me and, and Jesus um, and less about me being involved with the church or involved with community or involved with wider discipleship. Right. What would you, would you, how what would you say into that? Are we, is there this tension between dependence on Christ and our role within community or dependence on the communities that we are placed in? church community what happened when we came to Christ what did he do (coughs) he became our brother and he put us into family we became part of God's family just as Christ is if we're going to be dependent on him we can't separate him from the father Mm. and and from the community and in the same way we shouldn't separate ourselves because the scriptures talk about us being in him and as Christ is in the family and part of it so so should we be yeah brilliant anything to that man I think it kind of relates I was in relates to what we were saying earlier about even even this in itself the the community aspect is implied you know here we have a single man in amongst children yeah um you know in a fulfilling way in an evolved way and that i think that's a wonderful picture of the church and what the church can be and should be and we you know always got room for improvement on this but involving uh, be seeing ourselves as a household of god and mm. um we see that in jesus's ministry his yes he called these men to him um and women also and they were a community and jesus jesus was in a position that he didn't need to to do that you know we were talking about small groups um last week and one of the guys got up and said well you know that's what jesus did he started a small group when he was doing his ministry he's the one that can heal the sick and teach the oracles of god and that's why but he 
join people to him in order to do mm. that so who are we to be wiser than jesus to think that's not how we should outwork following him mm. brilliant the other side, uh, we talked about our dependence on, on christ and but we also talked about leading children to yeah. christ maybe you're responsible for raising children your own or you know uh, your carer or primary carer for for children um pointing people to pointing children to Christ mm. what does that look like in the everyday um yeah Christian you want to start you've got more experience in this department than I have uh I think for uh, any age that means modeling something yeah. it means modeling your own dependence on Christ yeah. so that your children at any age would see that you pray about things so in our family when uh, certain points we didn't have enough money for something we would pray and we would engage the children in that so we're always modeling something right. i think there are different things you do with different age children um and it perhaps it starts with reading bible stories at bedtime that kind of thing using everyday opportunities to talk about what's right and what's wrong all those kind of things i think you just use life as a teaching experience i don't think you sit down a child and try and just you know yeah. force things into them but it's an organic relationship that happens in the same way that your own relationship with your children is organic yeah absolutely and as as you mentioned there yeah i didn't really focus on it in the preach in terms of the importance of raising children uh you know in the lord in the faith and that sort of thing but i i, I do think it is there in the passage and it is it is implied you know that children are important to jesus and we should uh we should seek to follow that as parents and that mm. as parents we as christian parents we do have a primary responsibility mm. to raise our children uh, and i think it starts with that i mean we we could spend hours talking about what it looks like in practice yeah. But that attitude of, as uh, as a parent, God has gifted, you know, children are a gift from the Lord. He's gifted me and my wife, uh, these children, with a responsibility to raise them. And the whole book of Proverbs and many other parts of the Bible is all about raising them in wisdom. And, um, you know, go back into Deuteronomy talking about, you know, the, the things of God, the stories of God, the heritage of God, of who God is to us, our, our people, mm-hmm. you know, pass these on to your children, let them know, be, raise them in not just knowing the rules. Yes. Not just knowing the behavior that's appropriate in church or whatever. You know, my, I'm at a stage that actually my kids in church is difficult. <laughs> Their behavior in church is difficult because they're, you know, three and six. And that's a difficult navigating that. And I can be, I can default to, especially, you know, I'll be honest, especially as a pastor in the church. And it's like my, if my kids are misbehaving or not concentrating or not looking at the front or whatever, that's like stressful for me. And it's difficult. And partly because I feel like everyone's looking and he's supposed to be the pastor here. And the but I have to keep reminding myself, look, it, that is primi- primarily their be- outward behavior or conformity is not 
the primary goal. Mm. The primary goal is understanding, relationship. I want them, church, to be a place that they enjoy and fun and not just a place that I'm telling them no all the time, stop doing that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, So I've got to balance those things. And as parents, we can think that our goal as parents is to make our children conform or make sure they can say the right things in the right context or not mm. cause too much trouble or that sort of thing. It's like, that's not what the scripture teaches. No. It's about truth. It's about life. It's about grace. It's about who God is, telling them stories, telling them stories from the Bible, and also helping them to see the world. That's, and that's, what, I guess, what you were getting at there, Christine. When life gives you situations, yes. you're speaking to them about how you are interpreting it through the lens of faith. Yeah. Hey, we don't have enough money this week. But that's an opportunity for us to pray and yes. ask God, hey, this person has hurt you at school today. Yes. Okay, what would what would Jesus think about that? How does Jesus help you? And that ongoing conversation. Mm. And yeah, absolutely praying with them, reading the Bible with them mm. is, is important things to do as well. But it's that ongoing gospel conversation. Yes, and as they get older, um, th- there's more discussion. Yeah. Um, and so you, you discuss issues together not from a viewpoint of I know it all mm-hmm. and you've got to learn this, mm-hmm. but actually empowering them to think through things for themselves. Obviously when they're little, it's very different mm-hmm. and we're teaching them stories, yeah. but as they grow older, part of our goal is to think things through to themselves because that's going to lead to them having their own faith. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. going to be our faith that we've told them they must have or something yep. like that. And, and we would also do things like we would watch the news. People don't do that so much now. And we would discuss those current events in right. the light of what do you yeah, think's yeah. right? Who do you think's right here? Yeah. What do you think they should have said? Or that kind of thing. You know, we'd have, yeah, we'd just have yeah. those conversations. So we're a family that's shouted at the television when yeah. the news was on say that's not true yeah, and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing you know it's just part of which is really who we were. and that's brilliant and it's really tricky now in the social media age that children and young people are consuming things directly from their phone yes. mm. and it's difficult for i mean I, my kids as i say are younger they're not at that stage i'm not looking forward to that uh, bit but i think trying to get what uh, get in that conversation yes. that they're having get in that influence now you, you have to accept as a parent of teenagers for example you are not going to be the only influence no. <laughs> and it, you might not even be the main influence at all but getting into that conversation rather than keeping what you want to say to them and what they're consuming absolutely separately so i think what you're saying is brilliant there you're joining them what what are you what's going on in their head how are they interpreting the world right and wrong all those things and then being that voice of feeding in gospel truth in that to help them have that lens of faith for themselves. And and also just to show that faith is compatible with the reality of life, which is increasingly a difficult challenge. Mm. And it's not separate from uh, your normal life. It's not like it's just for Sundays. It's about all of life and bringing Jesus into all of life with them. Yeah. One of the most releasing things somebody told me as a father, when I was a young father a few years ago, was... um, I don't have to be perfect for my children, yeah. but I point them to the one who is perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it was so releasing because, you know, it, it means every time you make a mistake, you just get so wrecked up with that. Oh, have I been a really bad father? Have I uh, not displayed what the perfect father is? Will they walk away from God because of the mistakes I've made? Um, but it's like, no, I need to model forgiveness and repentance. And even like what you said, when we don't, I, I can't provide all their needs. And there's, sometimes there's needs that we need to pray for together. Yeah. 
But if I try to let them find all their fulfillment in me, that I was mm. an answer to all their needs and their problems or whatever, then it's just too much of a weight for me to bear. Mm. I, I can't do it. But I know that I can I can pray with them and I can point them to Jesus and even saying when I, I make mistakes and but Jesus forgives my sin mm. and I can I can apologize to you and I can repent before Him uh, and and knowing forgiveness and I think just point knowing that we can point our children to Jesus yeah. should be such a releasing freeing thing for us to. You know, we're filled with the Spirit, and we can that enables mm. us to parent them well. But also, just to keep pointing them to Jesus. No, he's perfect. I'm not. Yeah. Um. What, time for one last question. And I remember talking to somebody who I was quite close to, and they they grew up in a Christian family but walked away from God. Uh. And she said that her parents subjecting her to going to church every Sunday, and parenting her in with a very biblical worldview was subject to child abuse. Right. She was being thrust down this direction without giving any space to discover for her, to discover the alternatives. Um, what what do you make of that? Yeah, okay, I'd th- say a couple of things on that. I think firstly, um, that is it's almost like a, a quite a common idea or uh, and it plays into an idea that people might have of Christians that what Christians want to do is absolutely with their children indoctrinate them mm-hmm. into a narrow worldview and discourage conversation, discourage questioning um, and, and almost suppress their kids. Hopefully in the previous answer we just given that's not what we're want to encourage here Uh, but at the same time do we want to influence our children for christ absolutely do we believe church is the best place for them to be on a sunday absolutely um so there's definitely that going on but i guess part of that objection oh well taking to, uh, to church for example saying it's abusive or it's against their wishes or it's narrow it's like well there is no neutral and that's sometimes the idea that comes across oh Christianity we don't want that influence just let children grow up and they can make be open minded rather than influenced it's like open mind what like the whole their whole life is being influenced by everything around them which is not, not none of which is neutral there is there is no neutral you know a kid being in church for an hour and a half on a Sunday and countless hours that they're being influenced by all sorts of other things Monday to Saturday and the rest of Sunday if there's any balance it's not in the favor of, of church now maybe if a, if, a, if a kid was being brought to church every single day and, and, and in you know Bible studies for hours and hours and hours you could probably make that case but I don't think it's the case in this one um, but I think maybe Christine can say more because she's had kids right the way through to leaving home so it is a different conversation though as children get older maybe mm. when kids are like six or seven it's like I cannot leave you at home so <laughs> you, we, as a family yeah. we're going yeah you so, have a, a responsibility for their safety don't yeah, you yeah. when they're younger and you can't leave them at home um, but once they're older I think it's if you've developed this relationship where you are <coughs> discussing everything then then this will be up for discussion at times with mm. some some children I don't recall it being mm. part of the discussion in our household yeah. um, so I haven't got a lot of experience on that but I think that um, you can be flexible mm-hmm. they, you know, I'm not talking about every week you're flexible but mm-hmm. once in every so often is is fine it's not like there's a hard and fast road you've got to be there every you know um but i think that people do get into very difficult decisions when say for example sport happens on a sunday that their kids are involved in and i think you you do just have to make decisions then Mm. about what is more important yeah and sometimes 
what is more important will 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 be determined by the child and their character yeah. and what's going on for them at the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to be hard and fast at that. I think as a general rule, it's more important that they're, they're with you in church. Yeah, but I think that for some seasons, sometimes people will step out for the good of the child, maybe because yeah. there's a confidence yeah. issues, yeah. all sorts of things. But you, being with them in it is important too. I don't know if you agree with that. that I do agree that, with that. I think I, I would never disagree with you, Christine. Oh, oh no, which is a good, good note to end on. We've hit the yeah. hit half. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, next week we've got Matt preaching to us again. Woo-hoo. It's going to be really interesting. We're talking about money and tax, which I love. Oh. My dad used to work for HMRC, so literally thirty first of Jan. If you've not paid your tax by today, you're in trouble from tomorrow. If you're self-employed. Self-employed. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Bye.